Hello, everybody. It's me, your lovely host, Paige Fockler, for Greetings from Depression. And uh, hi, hello. How is everybody? I'm just checking in, see how you're doing. I'm doing great. Wasn't doing great. Now I'm doing great today. That's all that matters. Um, and uh, I have a new episode for you. And that's kind. we kind of talk about how you're great one day, not great the next, and even moment to moment, and how to embrace that. Um, a lot has happened in the last two weeks in the world. Um, stuff with, with Trump, of course, with Michael Cohen, with all that nonsense and jazz. Um, the Academy Awards happened, which I love. Uh, a lot of controversy there. Um, a lot... I just, you know, there's a lot to think about every day. But um, without further ado, you get to listen to the lovely Crystal Rodriguez and I talk about how to kind of deal with your uh, crazy life. So enjoy this episode. Crystal Rodriguez. Hello, Paige Elizabeth Fockler. Oh, that's my full name. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. I'm sorry, I'm moving around. Um, okay. Trying not to make noise. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you. Um, Me too. And we know each other. We worked together. Yes. It uh, doesn't need to be named. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we did a show together and write and used to write together and stuff. That's right. We did do a show together. Yeah. You know, I just saw that in my when I was going through my calendar. Uh, I feel like something popped up for me recently with that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going through my calendar, and I saw it on there, and I was like, oh, I remember yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. It happened. Um, so what are you doing out here? I in am LA. living. I am. <laughs> I, what would I call myself? I'm a writer. I'm a comedian. Um, I'm just here, man. An artist. We'll I'm an just artist. Across the board. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I sing. Yeah. I you sing, sing very well. Thank you. You should do theater stuff. You know, I wanted to, but then I get scared. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I would I would rather do theater than than um, film. I, I would, too, honestly. I like the feeling yeah. of a live audience. I like that thrill. Electric, yeah. 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 For sure. Um, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we did a lot of talking before this. We did. <laughs> <laughs> Which was nice, because I'm sure sometimes people are like, okay, we get it, Paige. Uh, quit yeah. chit-chatting. Um, so, <laughs> we were kind of talking about the past couple of days for both of us were, or at least yesterday, were not, like, super great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what why in particular like do things set you off I guess with depression or is it um I guess do you just kind of live in it Hmm. always because how would you describe how it shows up is what I'm getting at well I feel like okay I wouldn't say I live in it anymore Mm -hmm. but there was a long while there where I was um, because no matter how happy I, I was and how things were moving along in my life, there was just this like lingering fear that at any moment I could just poof, just like just be sad again and yeah. just yeah. Um, and the last time I was really there was back in September. Um, we're just like I was expecting I was expecting to like receive money. Um, but ultimately, like, it wasn't about, like, not having enough money. It was just, I don't know, like, I just, out of nowhere, like, I just felt like just, I don't know where, like, my whole world just kind of exploded, and I spent the better part of the month, uh, in bed, just crying a lot, uh, could barely take a shower, I would just fall on the floor crying, I couldn't, I didn't want to eat anything, I didn't want to do anything, um, and I don't feel like I'm there anymore um I've learned how to well I started therapy so that helps a lot because it's like 
just having a sounding board, somebody just kind of yes. vomit all over and be like, this is how I feel. Please tell me I'm not crazy. Um, it helps so, so much. Um, so, but I was feeling down yesterday. Um, just because I had just spent time with my family back home in Philadelphia. And then I came here and everything just felt so empty. Yeah. And I was like, why am I here? Like, I just turned 31. So I'm like, you're in it now, kid. (laughs) (laughs) No turning back. (laughs) And I'm like, what am I doing? I've been here almost eight years. It's it's just like... I mean, and I think that... I've talked, everybody I've talked to is from here, or not from here, but, you know, is it lives in L.A. and is in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not conducive to people, for people with depression. You know, it it's already a very difficult city and industry. Yeah. And then you add, like, all these people that are, you know, deal with depression. Yeah. And then they move here. And it's just, it, it is that constant it's one of those places that, you know, has so much opportunity and there's so much loveliness that can come from that. But the opposite side of that is, is just d- despair and loneliness. Yes. And it constantly feels like you're alone. Yeah. Because kind of you are. You know, you're, you are. Your support group is different here than it is in, I think, other cities and places. 100%. You are. And I know from myself, um, I definitely isolated myself. Yeah. Um, you know, because even last year, like, I had a good year. You know, I had booked this commercial, like I was telling you, that shot in Arizona. Um, I was making decent money um, with my little side jobs that I've been able, thankfully, mm-hmm. to sustain myself with. Um instead of a soul-sucking job <laughs> like I was at for five years. Um, but then, yeah, it's not... So, like, I had these things. Like, it's not like I was, like, super broke and about to be evicted. It wasn't any of that kind of stuff. It's just, like, I don't know. Like, you're just... You're here, and you're giving, and you're giving, and you're giving so much of yourself, and you're trying so hard for something that at the end of the day you don't even know if it's gonna work out you just believe in yourself and you're trying so hard to believe in yourself and you're trying to convince everybody that you believe in yourself right and you do feel this loneliness and i know i isolated myself because i'm i'm i was the person that was constantly like everybody's life is perfect except for mine everybody's happy except for me look at this person they're married now great look at this person they're booking left and right what am i doing i'm a loser um, you know, I, I've always been my harshest critic. I've always put myself down and, um, yeah. Do you think, because I think a lot of times I'm like, it, it's none of my business what other people think about me. And I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I worry sometimes like, because I, I hear the same themes from talking p- to people and, and because we're in the same industry, I, my fear is that people think you know we're just sitting here and complaining like oh i didn't oh. get these things and didn't get these things and it's like well my life's not perfect and it's like well i feel like that and i don't feel like i have depression it's like okay but what's there's a difference between yeah. e- even and this is my personal opinion that even if i did have money and was successful it wouldn't make this go away you know and that's Agree. i think people are like oh we well, don't know that and I was like well I, <laughs> I I used to have money and I used to be able to take care of myself I lived by myself in New York City like and mm. had plenty of money and I still was depressed you know it's so it's not mm. but some people have situational oppression and that's that's a that's a different story exactly I think, you know? so no matter how rich or famous I am going to be I'm going to just manifest that um, yeah it works <laughs> We're so L.A. I know. Oh, God. The amount of times I hear that. I know. I was, like, making fun of people the other day for being so L.A., but then I, like, looked around my car, and I was like, (laughs) you're about to go hiking at 1 p.m. Like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Um, But, like, knowing that it will still be there, 
Mm-hmm. I and it's hard to tell people that it's like no no no, I know what it's like to be in that spe- in, in a good spot financially, um, mm-hmm. or to have the things that I want, um, and to be able to buy the things I want and eat and things like that. It doesn't make a difference. I still feel the same. Yeah. Um, I still feel that loneliness and that despair, and that's the way that this works, right? Yeah. I mean, I, that's my my thought for myself but i don't know if that's a shared no oh yeah yes i was crying about that just uh uh two nights ago the same day for anybody that knows me that will listen to us that i was on my instagram making jokes about los angeles your your new podcast oh yeah uh yes i have a podcast Oh, I can plug my... Okay, yeah. so I'll plug my podcast right now. My podcast is called Things I Don't Want to Talk About, but I'm going to anyway. And it's basically just like a recap of the news and whatever is going on in this beautiful world. Um, but I'm also just not informed about anything. So don't expect to get any <laughs> real kind of like juicy convos because <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's, <laughs> it's so just going to be just like the most... It's just silly and it's fun for me and it makes me feel happy. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Continue. Sorry. I was saying that I was crying. Oh, I was crying. Um, because that's one of my fears is that no matter if I, you know, I'm a single woman, there's times when I'm like, I don't want to be single. I would love to have be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I've been living by myself for almost six years or four, six years now. Um, I've been by myself for way longer than that. Um, and it's like, it doesn't there's that fear that even if I had the relationship, even if I had the career and the money, even if I was traveling all the time, that it wouldn't matter. I still wouldn't be satisfied. I still wouldn't be, I I still wouldn't have joy in my life. I'd still have these moments where I'm just like depressed and just feeling broken inside. And that's just really scary. And I don't like having those thoughts. Yeah. Um, But they're very real for me. yeah, so when it happened the other day, I was just like, uh, um, I tried so hard to push it out of my brain, but it's also like, I can't do that either. Right. You know, you have to accept that you're having these feelings and then work through them. Right. And how can you combat them? And, um, I feel like I had another thought, but it's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. Um, what are things that you do to try to, to combat? Oh, um... So I'm really, I'm really good about doing the, um, they're called morning pages. Mm-hmm. If you've read the artist way, I don't know if anybody's mentioned it on here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I do morning pages every morning. Um, I do wake up at 5.30 AM every day because that's what winners do. I'm kidding. <laughs> I do that for a little side job that I have. Um, not because I want to be up at 5.30 in the morning, but that's the first thing I do. Um, so I just allow whatever needs to come out and I don't judge it. Um, I just allow whatever wants to come out. Um, that's helped me a lot. I've been doing it for two and a half years now. That's yeah. Amazing. I do, I do yoga, which I love. Um, since I've gotten out of my head about it, you don't have to have the perfect body to do yoga. You don't have to be flexible. It's just about connecting to your breath and to your spirit. And that's what I love. Um, so I do yoga at least four times a week and I meditate. I try to meditate at least now I'm, proud of myself i can go at least 45 minutes meditation that's impressive that's yeah i've gotten to 45 it started with five minutes yeah um i'm up to 45 minutes right now and it's pretty great um meditating um i also so when i first started going into the whole um i want to be happy and like have manifest things in my life i used to keep three different journals one for forgiveness one for gratitude and one for affirmations um, so I would write down like five affirmations for myself, uh, five things I'm grateful for, and uh, I would write down five things I want to forgive myself for. I was basically doing like anything that was like online that was like, this is how you can feel better about your life. Right. Um, but since then, I've kind of like reduced it. But I do end all of my morning pages with um, affirmations for myself. Um, and I do have from the 99 cent store, I bought one of those fish bowls mm-hmm. and I taped it up to my wall and that's my gratitude jar. So I'm up to 128 days of every single night. I write down one thing I'm grateful for that happened during yeah. the day and it really changes your whole life. Um, I was already doing that before just in a journal. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I would forget, 
but I like having the bowl in front of my face because it's yeah. like, oh, this you is nice. Like, and it really does make you feel better because you're like, oh, I didn't have a bad day. Like, this thing happened. That was really right. cool. Um, even if it's like nothing external that happened, just something that I felt inside that I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this. Um, so I do that. And um, I also, since I'm big on affirmations, I also have... I'll share this with everybody. I also have printed on my wall in giant letters. I have, I am enough because that was like huge for me. Um, and sometimes when I'm getting ready in the morning, I just like say affirmations to myself just about like self-love. Uh, I'm enough. That's so great. I am enough as I'm getting ready. Um, yeah. I like having these visual reminders in my face. Um, yeah. They help a lot. Those they do. Are, they do. They help a lot. And to have, um, I have some in my bed, like at the foot of my bed. <clears throat> There's a mirror, um, which I guess if <laughs> I have a twin size bed, no one's going in there, and it's <laughs> kind of like a, a hideaway Dude, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so it's not anything sexual. Um, but there's a mirror, and then I'm, I have the four agreements on one side, and then I'm <gasps> nice. on the other side. Um, nice. But I still like it's still kind of hidden. I only see it when I'm in bed because I my bed's not you know. It, it's covered uh -huh. so like I don't see it all day long um, and my room is covered in curtains <laughs> so I don't have a lot of like areas and I was we like could stitch some yeah stuff. I know I was like you have other places like yeah. I'm sorry I'm making a bunch of noise I'm moving um, I share a bathroom like my the bathroom I like use all the time that doesn't have like a tub in it or whatever is everybody's bathroom. So like mm. I'm, part of me wants to put all that stuff up, but then I feel like, Oh, is that weird that everybody else has seen that? And I'm like, well, it doesn't really matter. Um, are they artists also? They yeah, they're all artists. Are, they're like, but artists are not just people need affirmations. And they're all lovely. Like they're all mm. in the same boat. Like they're, they, they I'm it. sure they would love it. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things. It's like, if you don't see it, like that's, I have a gratitude journal mm -hmm. and, but I don't, I write it in it in the morning and yeah, I feel better. Um, but like the idea of having that fishbowl is so nice. Like I used to have yeah. a mailbox that I would put problems in um, like and that. you couldn't get into it really. Like I couldn't just like stick my hand back into it. Like, so I couldn't, once mm -hmm. they were gone, they were gone. Yeah. Um, and I, I was like, like and it was left out. Like me and my roommate, I think I uh, used to do it. That's so really that's cool. So fun. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like since doing the, because I went through, so I got the fishbowl in like right after my whole September month. Um, I was so depressed in that's September. That's a hard month. September was really tough. It's like such a transition from like summer yeah. and you're like, I'm free. <laughs> and it's such a weird month here because it's still summer, but it's but internally it's, it's it is not summer. It's not. It's really weird. Um, yeah, that was a really tough month. I remember I was at this audition. I ran into somebody I knew. Um, and I was just like, I don't want to be here. Like, I didn't care about any audition. And it was funny because I was, for tax purposes, I was going through and, like, you know, double-checking all the auditions for mileage that I had. Um, and I was like, oh, I had a lot of auditions in September. And then I was like, but I was so sad. I was not happy at any of those. I didn't book anything that month because I was just not I didn't care. Like, I was just sitting there, and I was just like, can I go? I want to – my thought that whole month was I want to go home and cry. And ugh, yeah. I'm going to hug myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. isn't that, like, a, such – that I think is – because I feel like I'm betraying myself in those moments mm -hmm. because I'm doing the thing that I want to do that I'm out here sacrificing for, and I hate every <clears throat> moment of it, and I hate everybody that's involved. I yeah. don't like any – like – that's the immediate thought. It's like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't like anybody. I don't care about anybody. Yeah. And then the other side of you knows that none of that's true. Yeah. But it's not strong enough to yeah. overtake. I like, that's what depression, like, a yeah. good way to, like, visualize what depression is. Is that it's like, well, it's like David and Goliath, mm -hmm. right? And the stronger yeah. side wins. I think, um, I think that's definitely been one of the hardest things for me to work through. It's just, like, everybody has their own path everybody has their own journey out here it's not all going to look the same you know there's times when I've thought back and I'm like okay maybe I should have done this differently maybe I should have done that differently maybe I'd be performing a lot more um you know because it's not like I haven't been in I've taken at least one class in every com in the major comedy schools out yeah. here um 
and I'm like, maybe I should have just kept going. But then it's like, it's just this weird thing also. Uh, I'm going to talk about intuition for a second. Because I've always just had this like deep intuition that was just like, hey, you're not supposed to be here right now. <laughs> it's, yeah. This is not it right now. And that's always annoyed me because I'm like, stop it. Like, that's just the pessimistic side of you that's yeah. cynical and wants to keep you isolated and shut down. But then it's like, I can look back on it and go, oh, but if I... If things had gone this other way, then I really wouldn't have learned all of these things that mm. I have learned about myself. Um, if I wouldn't have just fallen to the absolute bottoms of the earth, yeah, I really wouldn't have been able to come back up as a whole new person. Because that's how I feel these days. as just like a brand new me. And I'm like, yes, I'm here. <laughs> the person that I've been visualizing yeah. all these years is alive. She exists. She's so here. Funny. Um, yeah, but depression is, it's interesting. What, yeah. Do you, th if you look back on, like, your childhood and adolescence, is oh. it something that, like, you see back then? Yeah. Yeah, my childhood was not, so, okay, so, yeah, my childhood <laughs> was not easy. Um, mostly my teenage years, so my stepfather, um, he is an alcoholic, and he's addicted to, like, prescription pills and who knows what other drugs he's addicted to. Um, and so the whole weight of the household fell on my mother's shoulders. So really around the time that I started high school, up until when I moved out of my home, um, things were pretty bad. Things were really bad. Uh, there's a lot of arguing. There's a lot of fighting, mm -hmm. um, a lot of shouting, screaming. There's just a lot of anger. Yeah. I grew up around a lot of anger. Not that my home was ever perfect. It wasn't. Um, cause there were times even he would go out on the weekends and get drunk and, you know, he and my mom would argue. So I would hear that as a child. Um, and my mother, I love her so much. She won't listen to this. Um, she's, she's better with it now, which I'm so grateful for. Um, she was not somebody, if I had a problem, if something was wrong with me, um, I couldn't talk about it. Everything was, why are you mad? Why are you happy? As I got older, it was like, why are you so happy? So it was like, what am I supposed <laughs> yeah. to feel? I can't have any emotions. Um, so I didn't know what to do with any of that. And in many ways, everything that I went through with um, my stepfather, um, I normalized all of it. I was like, oh, this is just what a family is like. Right. It's a lot of screaming and fighting and breaking windows and this and that. It's a lot of anger and violence. Um, he never hit my mother, um, but there was just a lot of, there's just a lot of anger in that house. Um, and then it kind of trickled over to, well, now my mother, because of this codependent relationship that she's in, she's now taking it all out on me as I was coming into, you know, I'm 18. And from like 18 up until when I left at 22, there was a lot of moments where my mother was just very, just so mean to me one minute and then the next was just like oh so what are you doing for dinner and i'm like you just called me every name in the book out of nowhere and yeah. now you're asking me what i want to eat for dinner like i felt like i was just like crazy and then because you know i i'm i was baptized catholic there's that whole like catholic guilt and then i'm latina so it's like you don't talk about your feelings and then it's like if you do talk about <laughs> somebody in your family well shame on you you're not supposed to do these things so all these years, I've just kind of was just like, oh, and you're just feeling sorry for yourself, Crystal. Like, none of that actually matters until yeah. I started telling people, like, oh, yeah, I went to a performing arts high school. Um, my mother never came to any of my shows because she hated the music I sang. And they're like, that's not normal. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> not until somebody else was just like, right. you didn't have any support for your creativity. Well, that's why you always are second guessing yourself with everything. That's why you don't feel comfortable all the time being yeah. an artist. Um, you know, with body shaming, I got a lot of, <clears throat> I got a lot of that. Um, yeah, there was just a lot that was just thrown onto me that I just was like, oh, this is all normal stuff. Yeah. And when I started to feel like it's not normal, well, then this guilt came over me that was like, no, you're wrong. You can't think those things. These are your parents. They love you. Right. And you're like, you know, only up until like almost three years ago when I started doing research and reading, people are like, hey, you can love your parents, but they can also be kind of shitty. Yeah. Like your parents can suck. It's fine. Um, one thing that I've heard that I'm like, that's helped me work through 
the parent issues are like um, everybody does uh, what they know. So whatever your parent is doing is because they're just doing what they know. Like that's how right. they were taught is okay to be. <laughs> and they're doing it to you. And now it's your job to be the better person. And there's times when I don't want to be the better person. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't want to be the better person. I want to curse everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> but let me be a, let me be the bigger person here. Um, yeah. Did you have outlets? Other, I mean, luckily you outlets. went to a perfor- performing arts school. But mm-hmm. like, I mean, you couldn't talk about it. But you have, I mean, there's something that you had to do to make yourself feel better. Did I? Or have maybe. Outlets? Well, yeah. I mean, I had because I went to performing arts high school. I had friends, obviously, so that was fun. Um, but not like outlets, like creativity, like my creativity. Any kind of outlet, outlet. like as far outlet. as like like what did you do to kind of like a self therapy? You probably, you know at the time you wouldn't have called oh, that. I'm sure. Um, but. Oh, oh, that's a good question. What did I do? I, I'm, I've always been somebody. I've always. I've always had a journal of some sort, yeah. always. Um, since I was a kid, I've always, always, always had a journal. So I've always journaled. Um, even before I started calling it the morning pages, I've always kept a journal. So that's that's always helped me because it's just like all of these feelings that I have. I, yeah. I need to put them somewhere. Um, yeah, so journaling is most likely what I... Because I, I never really spoke to friends about like, Hey, this is how my mom treats me. Yeah. <laughs> this is how my stepdad is. <laughs> I never did any of that stuff um, because I felt like I'd be committing the greatest sin ever if I told anybody. And I also couldn't get through an, a conversation about it without breaking down crying. So things are working since I'm fine right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Journaling, I guess, would be what I was doing. Um, yeah. Journaling. Um, yeah, I've never been somebody who was, like, into any kind of hard drugs or alcohol. I didn't do any kind of suppressants like that. That's nice. Yeah, that, um, that always freaked me out. So I didn't do any of that stuff. I mean, I'll have a drink, but... Right. Yeah, I'm not an alcoholic. It's not your escape. Yeah. It's not my escape. No. I'm a, I'm a nerd, so I like, like, puzzles and things like that. <laughs> things like, like, require my... Brain. I know it's so nice. <laughs> yeah, at least I always find like if I could just get to the point where I can distract my brain mm-hmm. from what it's thinking about, um, just for a little bit, that's perfect. Um, yeah. I always used movies, and I even as yeah. a younger kid. Oh yeah, like movies, not books. Realizing. I always read a lot. Yeah. yeah, I read a lot as well. Oh yeah, I always try to keep a journal, and I'm better at it now, but I'm not consistent. It's just not. But I think that's a uh, self-care um, problem yeah. for for me in particular and why I think um, I can't diagnose, obviously, anybody else. But, like, mm-hmm. I sit there and I'm like, well, why, why can't I do these things on a regular basis? Yeah. And that's like, well, because I'm not putting myself first at the, at the end of the yeah. day. Like, because the days that I am, all these things that, you know, I have planned mm-hmm. happen. And you feel better. And I feel better. You feel so much better. And... Do you, do you so? Do you feel guilty if you? Put I think I did for a long time. Yeah. Um, I think I hold a lot of guilt with being out here mm. and my family being back in Texas. I struggled with that. Um, I think I there's a lot of guilt involved with money mm-hmm. um, because my parents have helped me and I am an adult and I felt guilt for that and I don't I won't sp- I do not yeah. spend money on things that are frivolous to anyone else but every time I spend money on going out to eat and by going out to eat I mean like something cheap like um getting Thai food or anything like that getting coffee I feel guilt about because Mm. I'm like oh well I could be saving that money and I could give it back to my parents Uh, and it's like well first of all Paige that's five (laughs) dollars like you're yeah uh, let's tap the brakes so I've had to do like I'm still dealing with that yeah. even at my age. And and so there is a lot of guilt that comes with, oh, well, taking time for myself mm-hmm. or, like, making time <clears throat> because I could be working. Mm-hmm. I could find another job. Um, so it's more of the times that, like, I've set my life up so I can do these things to take care of myself. And when I don't do them, 
It's like this cycle. It's a yeah. It's, it's a, a cycle. Quick, it's a it's quick a downward cycle. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I've been there too, um, especially with money. It's so interesting because <clears throat> I was like last year. Well, like back in September, I was like feeling sorry for myself because I did have to ask, you know, my father who lives out here for help financially, um, and um, I felt all this guilt and I felt so bad. But then I had to stop and think, and I was like, you did just come out of a job for like five years consistent um it's not like you have been, been doing anything out here like you've been trying your, you've been doing things out yeah. here um you had to quit your job for you know because it really just felt like walking i swear i was in the parking lot and i'd be so like okay i'm gonna have a great day it's gonna be great and the moment i walked in it was just like this walking into like this dark mist that was like lol your day's gonna suck and i was like i can't do this i can't do this anymore um or else i'm just gonna go insane and stab everybody go to jail (laughs) i can't do it so um yeah the the self the beating myself up like that's something that's taken a long time to work through um and I want to help you work through that. Great. <laughs> I, I want to be, it. I call myself Crystal Tony Robin Driguez <laughs> because <laughs> that's who I want to be. Um, watching things like that also has helped me. Um, watching his, his little thing on, not his little thing, his documentary on Netflix. Um, I loved it. And I was like, this guy is amazing. I want to be Tony Robbins. Um, watching The Secret has also helped me. Oh, I, I haven't loved watched it. that yet. I, I loved it. I was list. so sad. And I was like, I'm going to watch The Secret and it's going to change my whole life. Um, and obviously, like, I knew all those things about, like, manifesting, um, but it was just, like, nice to be reminded. Um, yeah, the whole beating myself up is something, I've always had the guilt because, well, first off, I told you my stepfather is an alcoholic, and I just, I felt guilty when I moved out of Philadelphia. I had so much guilt, you know, my bro, it was almost nine years ago when I left, and I was like, I'm abandoning my family. What are they going to do without me? I just... I took it upon myself to be the savior and to save everybody. And I was like, what are these people going to do without me? Things were really bad. Like my, you know, we would have to call the cops on him all the time. Like things were just not good. Um, But for my own sake, I just, I couldn't keep living there because it's like this person is, you know, this way. And my mother is now being this way towards me. And I just feel like I can't do it. I feel like I'm suffocating in here. I would walk into the bathroom and she'd be like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm in a bathroom. What am I going to do? Escape through the sunroof? Like, what do you think is going to happen in here, girl? Um, it was It was just like, it was so much. I couldn't deal yeah. with it. Um, but I also, I just felt so guilty for like the first few years after moving, even when I, because I lived in Miami first for a year and then I came out here and I was just like, if something happens to them, it's your fault. It's going to be your fault. And I had that lingering fear for so long and it took forever. It would take, it took at least like four visits back home before I was like, oh, there, everybody got on fine without me. Right. It's okay. I can breathe now. Um, then that's when I start to feel like, okay, that part is over. But yeah, even with, oh, so when I was saying that I, I had a job for five years, so I, Okay, so even, like, working where we worked and having money to, like, do other things, I still didn't do them. I still came up with excuses. Yeah. Um, So now here I am with the freedom to not – I don't have this job that I have to report to anymore. Now I can do whatever I want. I'm still not doing it. I know. So what's the problem, Crystal? Um, Yeah, so that's where, like, all of these self-help things have come in and therapy because it's, like – What's stopping me from doing more? Yeah. From taking care of myself more. Um, but I've gotten better with the money thing because I have seen how when I'm like freaked out about how am I going to pay something? Nothing happens. Right. And then when I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that. Yeah. I want to do this and this. And then it's like, oh, I have these checks in the mail. Okay. That's fun. Um, it's happened. It happened last month or December. Um, right before the holidays, I was like, sweet, I'm going to yeah. buy an air fryer, um, which is life-changing. <laughs> I'm going to plug air fryers for a moment. <laughs> They're so, so good. I'm gonna come over. I'll make you a okay. bunch of vegetables in there. Holy I goodness. like vegetables now. Like, I love them. I, I like, I've always so loved vegetables. Well, like them. 
but now I'm like, this is like a whole nother level here. It, they're do you, it's amazing. Do you uh, do sweet potatoes? I've done sweet like potatoes in that's there. That's I do the most. I've done sweet potatoes. With sweet potatoes. Yeah, I have a sweet potato at home. I make fries. I, I have imperfect produce. I'm oh. I'm so LA. I'll send you a link <laughs> for a discount. <laughs> I've been using imperfect produce, but I spend less than thirty dollars a month, and I get like these boxes delivered mm. twice a month. Uh, awesome. I had a roommate that did that too. I love it. Was it something similar? Um, that's so fun. I love it. I feel like I care about my body yeah. every time I get this box. And that's delivered. what's so important. Like yeah. I was talking talking about money and like I have. I had to relearn like the value of money when I moved mm -hmm. out here because I was not making it and it was not. It mm -hmm. was evident that it was not going to be the same mm -hmm. um, that I was Isn't used that to. Isn't so weird that, because I was telling you before we started talking, um, so even when I worked in Philadelphia, my last job there was as an administrative assistant for these apartment buildings. So I had like an actual office job. And then in Miami, I worked at a jeweler for a few months and I made really great money there. And then I worked for a law firm like I had legit jobs and then you come out here and it's you're just like, like oh. you're nothing you're no one yeah. you can't even get a job in fact <laughs> this it's I'm so like fair. I was a professional kind the, of yesterday at work um one of the assistant managers is learning more like this is his first managing job so he's trying to like learn as much as he can mm -hmm. and so he sat in into some group interviews and the shop manager said you know like afterwards was like what did you think of these two um out of the six and he was like well i liked this one because she had a college degree we scoop ice cream okay mm -hmm. like no college degree is <laughs> necessary you know and his thing was oh well she's committed and he, like i said he's still young and he's still learning but um i would just like hearing him <clears throat> say that i was like this is why nobody can get anything out here this is why you can't get did, like jobs and it's why people are angry at the jobs they're at yeah is they everyone is overqualified but they're yes. all out here for a reason yeah. yes i yeah before i started working where we worked at um so i worked a bunch of like random jobs one of them involved passing flyers around beverly hills for this mexican restaurant which was insane because it was the same people every day and, and the guy got so mad at me one time and he's like i saw you walk up the street you didn't pass on flyer to anybody and i was like i'm here every day it's the same people um, but then I, I got a job. I worked at Dodger Stadium, and I it was like this cattle call for this job to work at the freaking um, concession stands. And I'm standing there, and finally I get into this room, and the guy just looks at my resume, and he's like, you know you're overqualified. And I was like, bro, I just really need a job. Yeah. And he was like, all right, it's cool, Chris. He's like, you're hired. <laughs> Didn't even bother interviewing me. Because he was just like, you worked at a law firm, you did this, you have all these skills, and you're here to serve hot dogs. And I did. Yeah. I worked <laughs> behind a stadium, inside of a cage, making hot dogs <laughs> with, like, I five guys. I know that. Because it's so my crazy. dark secret okay. of my life. <laughs> my uniform was a 2X my shirts because they didn't have my size by the time I got to the front of the line. Oh, okay. They were like, all we have are men's 2X. <laughs> I was like, I guess that's what I'm going to yeah, wear. Thanks so much. That's um, what you do. To, that's, that's what you sacrifice. That's what to, I work. To I had, uh, sometimes dreams. I would get there and they'd be like, oh, you're going to work the ice cream stand all the way like at the top. And the guy was like, I don't care what you do. You can have all the ice cream you want. Um, you can go watch the game. I don't care. <laughs> the guy didn't care. But there were times where they were like, hey, you're going to be here. And I was like, where is that? And they're like, it's behind the stadium where there's like, you know, all you can eat hot dogs. And you're going to be inside <laughs> this cage with like four guys <laughs> making hot dogs all night. Quite honestly, that sounds like a real dream right now. <laughs> <laughs> the guys are all really nice. Um, but I was just like, I was supposed to be somebody. I was you know, like, this is my life. What it is just takes this? time. I was young. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things I hope I can continue to laugh at yeah, someday. I'm sure. <laughs> if you can laugh about it now, then I it's think pretty funny when you think about it. You're like, here's this 20, what, four year old curly haired girl, just <laughs> super big blue jersey uh, on. Man, I'd like a picture of that. Yeah, it's pretty funny.
Uh, Everybody was like, why are you here? That just moved. Oh, yeah. I was like, is there a ghost in here? That was me. It's you. Um, so you talked, I don't know if you said here that you would, oh, yeah, that you were, uh, had seen a therapist or have been. Yes, I have. I um. <clears throat> so I have, if anybody's interested, I do have the free uh, healthcare. I have Medi-Cal. Um, I did a lot of research before I found my therapist um, to find people in the valley where I live. Uh, my therapist is awesome. She is a Jungian therapist. Okay. So she's like like Carl Jung and like his beliefs and so it's fun because she's all about like she wants me to like bring in my dreams and she'll like break down like all the sim symbolism in my dreams and how your dreams are never about somebody else or obviously they're always about you even mm -hmm. if it's like your friends are in your dreams or whatever um so I've just like learned a lot about myself um through these dreams that I've had that I'm like okay I guess I'll bring it in and I don't feel so weird like I'm this weirdo um yeah so I brought in this one dream to her <coughs> excuse me that was really cool because it was like all these like different like little insects in the dream and then there was like this man trying to kill the insects and she's like well the man is actually your animus which according to Carl Jung men and women they have um Men and women both have, uh, like, f female and male, you know, energy in them. Mm -hmm. So for the men, he calls it the female energy inside of a man. He calls it the anima. And for the woman, the male energy in a woman, he calls it the animus. So, you know, so in my dream, seeing this guy trying to swat these, like, mosquitoes away, um, she's like, that's the male energy that's all about doing and getting things done. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then on the floor, there was this little bird that was alive, but just sitting there and a bumblebee. And, you know, when you research, like, oh, what does this mean, like, online? It'll give you, like, the most basic answer. Mm -hmm. But she, like, pulled out this book that talks about, like, what birds and bees meant to the ancient Egyptians and to, like, the Romans and the Greeks and all these things. And it basically, at the end... To save the whole story, to get to the point of it, it basically all has to do with my creativity. How these animals are alive, they're very, but they're not moving. They're just sitting there waiting to be told it's okay to fly. Yeah. It's okay to go be free. And um, me, I myself was on the bed wanting to move forward, but was like freaked out because I had seen like this rat go by. So like we broke down what the rat means and what all these different symbols meant. And... Um, like that one dream we talked about for like two, three weeks. And I was just like, whoa, like I do feel like that's it's great. really, it's really awesome. It's really awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, how long have you been seeing her? Since October. Okay. Yeah. It's really cool. Cause you're like, oh, like you just learned so much more about yeah. yourself and you don't feel so insane. Um, because you say you're meditating. I don't know if you've ever had, like, visuals while meditating. Not yet. Because I'm you still, get there, like, at 10, 15 minutes. Okay. When you get... Because around the 20-minute mark or so, that's when your body will enter... Um, if anybody listens, I'm like, she's crazy. But other people who know, no. Your body will enter this... I don't know what the actual scientific name is called. But basically, you're asleep you're in a meditation but it's like you wake up inside so you're very aware of everything but and you just start to have like all of these visuals of like poof, like you're and it's like you're in this whole another world and you're like i want to stay in this world it's so cool so that's so awesome. it's really awesome it happens around the 20 minute mark or yeah. so if you're in a good deep meditation that's how long it takes um they say before you actually start to go into a meditative state in yeah. your brain um, it's really cool, man. It's uh, really cool. Because it's like you kind of feel like you're having this out-of-body experience. You're very aware of everything. And I've just had a lot of visuals come to me yeah. um, during these meditations. And they've also just been very helpful. Yeah. That's so cool. It's really cool. So have you ever taken um, medication? For depression or anything? Yeah. Uh, no. no. Um, I interested? Not interested? <sighs> Because it's, like, listening to you, it seems like it's one of those things. It's like, well, yes, of course, that's an option, but I'm going to do everything to avoid from yeah. that. 
that's that. how I, yeah. Um, so recently I did go to the doctor because I get migraines and she prescribed me this medication called Topamax and I was on it for within the first day. I was like, what is this? Like I had like paresthesia like in my feet, which I can still feel because I just got off of it for a second time because I tried it again. Because I was like, let me try to power yeah. through these side effects, but I just can't do it. Like I, my head felt so foggy. I yeah. had no appetite. Um, and I was reading all these symptoms that people also were having online from like years ago. And one person was like, I developed glaucoma. And I was like, the hell, I don't want that. Um, but yeah, the biggest side effects of, there was just too many side effects where I just, I just felt so weird and a lot of anxiety I kept feeling. Yeah. And it was like all just to not have a migraine, like I, I'll deal with it. There's gotta be a better way. Yeah. Um, so I can only imagine what a pill that's supposed to not make you feel sad is going to make me feel <laughs> like and I'm like ah, I don't want to do it sure I do not want to do it um I don't want to do it yeah it scares me That's I don't want to become dependent on it either sure you know especially because I've done so much work on myself yeah that I'm like I know I know how powerful the mind is that if I tell myself hey I feel great today I'm not going to have a headache everything's going to be great that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I did actually go on one month without taking any, I take Excedrin migraine. This was like a year ago. I went through an entire month without taking those pills because I, that's how much, that's how determined I was to get off of them. And then I relapsed. Um, <laughs> and then I didn't try again, but yeah. I'm going to try again because that is how it works. Um, because I know like, that it works. Yeah. And a great exercise for your your brain yeah it is to be like hey no i'm not taking these pills i went through like 24 of them in a week because that's how bad my migraines were yeah. and i was like i'm just you're just killing your liver girl what's wrong with you yeah. like that's not good um it's yeah so no yeah well it's very impressive thank you yeah thank and you. it's fun because i've known you for almost I five know. years yeah and to wow. watch somebody else change and grow wow thank you yeah it's really cool thank you i you know thank you that means a lot to me it's one of those things like i felt it on the inside but now i feel like it's starting to come out and that's yeah. that's exciting because you're like oh like i can my outer world is actually changing now yeah and that's that's exciting. It's taken so long <laughs> to get yeah, here, but it's happening, it. and I'm like, yay. <laughs> it's so cool. Thank and you. And it's such a testament, because it's like, especially for people that, like, are, you know, they want to do those things, and, like, I think it's so easy to let the depression side yeah. win all of the time. And not yeah. that not that you can always control it. You mm. know, there are plenty of times that you cannot. Um, but, like... And that's the thing. Where you have to allow yourself to have those moments where yeah. you're like, like, I was sad the other day, so I cried. And then after, like, 10, because now I'm better with, like, hey, I'm sad, I'm going to cry. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't judge it. After, like, 10 minutes, I'm, like, laughing again. When I started my little podcast, that first episode, I had literally been crying in my bed for, like, 15 minutes before I jumped on a microphone and yeah. just said a bunch of jokes and threw it on Instagram. And I was like, oh, you were being a brat. Like, now I'm able to be a little more like, okay, Crystal, you're just being a brat right now. Like, things are actually happening in your life. Right. Stop whining. Um, yeah, now I'm able to kind of put myself in place, whereas before I would just allow myself to spiral into, right. you know. Yeah. yeah, and also I think probably doing it when you feel good mm -hmm. is where it's the most important. Because yes. if you can't even do it, like, for me, if I can't do it while I'm feeling good, then... Like, I, cry? There's, well, no. Even, like, putting these things into motion. Yeah. Like, the meditation and the, and the talking through these moments. Um, Like, if I'm having a good day and someone makes me mad, like, making that decision to not let it affect me... Yeah. ...is easier when I'm having a good day. And I I know will become easier when I'm having a bad day. Mm -hmm. um, but if I'm not even yes. putting that into motion. On the good days. Yeah, that's the key. It's impossible. Definitely doing it on the good days. It's um, like antibiotics, right? Yeah. You take them until they're done. Yeah. <laughs> even if you feel better. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's exactly it. You have to, um, yeah, there was another thought. And <laughs> it was just like, shh. 
just went away. Um, there was something I wanted to add, and it was gonna be brilliant. My voice is cracking. <coughs> um, yeah, doing it on the good days. Oh, um, so I feel like when a lot of people start the whole, like, oh, I'm gonna transform my life, they just kind of expect it to happen yeah. right away. And obviously I had a lot of trial and error, a lot of stop and go, stop and go with the whole, not that I live like this whole law of attraction life, I don't, but I do have like a routine that I try to follow with like my visuals and my journaling and stuff. Um, but I feel like now I'm at a place where I'm just like, oh no, I believe it inside. So I don't really have to be all like adamant about like writing things down all the time yeah. to make them happen. Um, because yeah, it's easy to you get frustrated because you're like, oh, it's not working. Everything sucks. My life sucks. Yeah. Um, I don't care anymore. And then you give up. Um, no, you just have to keep powering through and it's tough. And it's not always about, if there's one thing I've learned living out here, because you know, you go on Facebook and all these social media platforms <clears throat> and you're like, oh, everybody's doing things except for me. It's so easy to compare yourself to everybody else. Um, because everybody's just expressing what's happening outwardly to them and nobody really talks about like what's going on inside. Yeah. Um, and I feel like with me, with the way things have worked out for me, it's like, okay, yeah, I have, you know, I've done like my improv and all this other stuff. Um, and I, there were times where I was like, oh, I wish I would have just gone further with that. Like I would have loved to have been on Harold teams and all these teams yeah. and stuff. Um, but I just feel like my life has always just kind of redirected me to just go inward. And when you're in L.A., you're like, I don't do that. Like, I just want to be on TV and shine and create and have fun and get paid and <laughs> go to the beach every yeah. weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what you want to do. Um, but I don't know. My life was just like, hey, why don't you just address all of these other things inside of you first? Um, so I think it's just like accepting that it's a process that accepting whatever is inside of you that needs to be addressed and then not judging it don't judge it don't compare yourself to others yeah that's which huge. yeah you know i still go through that and then i'll stop myself and i'm like you're being a hater um i was reading this book i got for my birthday from my dad which was like things to like 50 things to like boost your brain or something um and one of those was in there um telling yourself stop that's something I do so whenever I find myself having a negative thought about somebody I'm judging somebody I'm mm -hmm. judging myself I I yell stop to myself I'm like stop it crystal you're being ridiculous and that helps that's helped me that's so awesome. much just to stop yeah. <laughs> going down that train of like you know you suck compared to the world and it's like you know, I was telling my friend yesterday, I was like, honestly, like, because if you look really closely at people, you're like, everybody's like a fire festival. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> everybody is their own fire festival. Oh, and it looks really great from here. And then you get closer and you're like, you guys are all a mess. You're in line for NSYNC for eight hours, just like me. You're not, you're not special. Um... I was in line for an NSYNC store last year for eight hours. <laughs> um, but that is how I feel. That's how I summed it up. I was like, That's everybody so in LA great. is a fire festival. Oh. That's what it is. It's hard to be um, authentic or real. Yeah. I feel to, like. To be, and especially to be in this industry where you're like, I want to do these things and I know that the people that I admire that are doing these things this whole platform they, they don't didn't this, this yeah. doesn't exist to them this is not a part of their everyday existence yeah. um but then for like you and me it is it's like yeah it's weird you know I, I feel like so much of the world is depressed and <clears throat> just ignoring and it. ignoring it and uh, I hope I don't sound douchey but there are times when I'm out here that I'm like, everybody just feels really lost and nobody knows who they are and I can't deal with it. Yeah. So that's why I like, I shut myself away in my apartment sometimes. Cause I'm like, I feel like there's times when I'm at these auditions and I look around the room 
and I've been really good about not looking at my phone when I'm sitting in the audition room. I like to be present and mm-hmm. look around at everybody. Um, and everybody's constantly glued to their phone, or if not, they're they're putting on this image, and I'm like, Ugh, that's what you can't be in control. Nope. You gotta release that so hard. Ugh, you have yes. to release the control, that need to control, because you yeah, cannot control for anything. Sure. Yeah, that's been tough to accept. <laughs> You're like, it has to happen this way, yeah. or else it doesn't matter. <laughs> but it's like, oh no, it's you gotta release it. And I feel like once you do, I kept telling myself uh, last year, I was like, I'm gonna travel for work. I'm gonna travel for work. And then I did. And then it happened. It happened. It was an hour away. I didn't care. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can't just know what it is that you want and then allow it to happen however it's supposed to happen, not how you think it's going to happen. Um, so cool. It's not going to work that way. Yeah. It's really cool. Awesome. It's really cool. <clears throat> Another thing that's helped me um, that I just started doing this year, so I gave myself a word for every month so far. Last month was liberate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was what I was writing at the end of my journaling was I am liberated. Um, and that was just liberated as in like, you know, I'm free. Like I didn't really yeah. have anything to liberate from, just liberate in general. Um, it's weird because I do feel like uh, some doors have opened up where you know, uh, when I was telling about my job situation earlier, I was like, oh, I guess that affirmation came true because now it's like, oh, here's this. And this month, my word is open. I am open to whatever. I'm open to new possibilities. Um, and I feel like it. that's probably why I was crying the other day, too, because it's like you have to let these parts of yourself yeah. die. Um, I feel like the more it happens, it gets hard because you're like, Hey, I thought I was done shedding. Yeah. And now here I am. Um, I felt like since the time that I quit that job, or like even right before then, even like a whole year before then, when that remember that show that we did, mm-hmm. that's when my life started to change after yeah. that event. Um, that I let go of all these friendships. That's when it was like, Oh, you have to start a journey that doesn't right. involve these people. And then a year later is when I quit. And then it's just like you're, I feel like I've just been constant, and that's when I feel like I've been able, uh, like just shedding and shedding. Um, I've done a lot of like group meditations mm-hmm. with like Reiki and everything. Isn't that cool? It's so awesome. Cool. The first time I did Reiki at this like group setting, it wasn't even like it was like a group thing. She just like went around, and I was like, my head is on fire. Is that normal? And she was like, Oh my god, you're so open. And I was like, What does that mean? <laughs> um, it's so fun. Um, so, yeah, like, yeah, it's like I just, I feel like for the past almost three years now, I've just, like, shed and shed. And it's like, cool, here I am. I'm new. I'm ready to go. And I'm good for a couple months. And then it's like, poof, your whole world just explodes again. Yeah. And you have to, you're regrowing again. Um, yeah, that's what it's been like. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what it's been like. And if that's what people are going through, you know what? For all I know, tomorrow I'll be, like, in a ball crying. Who cares? Um, Just keep going with it. Just believe that it's going to get easier and better because it will. Uh, You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was so, like, I literally smiled the entire time. Yay. Entire entire time. I didn't look at you I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) We're in separate rooms. I don't exist. <laughs> um, thank you. Anything else? That was um, such a great ending s- sentiment. Thank you. Very inspiring. Um, no, that's just how I, that's just what my journey has been so far. Um, yeah, that's just awesome. been it. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you. Yeah. There is something else. You can probably, okay. I don't know where you can add it, but I don't know if you've ever felt this way where, um, when, when you're really sad and you start to think about like oh but I was so happy right then and it doesn't feel real to you yeah ah, that's freaky that's it's so really freaky because I you're find like, that that's the most uh, unsettling yes because it's 
and I am so happy about these things. Now I'm really sad. And then like coming out of the sadness, like that's mm-hmm. something that I'm trying to debate as well. It's like literally yesterday, there were moments where I thought, I wish I would just slip away. I mm. wish I would, could go away. It wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. And to to laugh at someone's joke or to smile. I remember I smiled yesterday at work and I felt like I was betraying my brain. Yes. And I was like... I don't know what to do because I yeah. know that what I'm the smile is the the better response but now I'm betrayed all of these feelings the mm. past two days and how is someone going to just accept the fact that like now all of a sudden I'm smiling mm. and it's just so much it's a lot yeah and it's like yeah it's almost like okay. learning how to grieve shortly yeah. right it's like yeah. okay that happened and yeah those were valid and real feelings that you just had and and it doesn't make them arbitrary. It doesn't make them false because you're smiling right this moment. Mm-hmm. And it also doesn't mean because you smile this moment, you're not going to go right back to that. Appreciate the moments for the what they yes. are, right? Easier said than done. I'm yeah. aware of that. And some days I'm better at it than I'm not. You know, some days the depression is worse off than it isn't. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, but it is exactly <coughs> what you're saying. It's like you accept those things and move on and don't yeah. let yourself get into that terrible snowball don't, effect. Don't, don't. Yeah, Which man. is what... You know. Yeah, because I, I feel like up until September, um, I was I was having like good moms. I was happy, but then there would be like this little voice that was just like, "But any moment now, you're gonna be sad again, and yeah. everything's gonna suck, and you're gonna wanna hurt yourself again," um, which I haven't. But there were times when I really yeah. wanted to, yeah. um, which was like back in September. I was just like, "This is it. It's the last day of my life. I don't wanna be here anymore." Um, Oh, I'll tell you that. This was weird. So I was, like, getting... I took a shower because I was like, I'm going to go drive to Mahal and Drive, and I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, and I put my phone away, but then as I was about to leave the house, something was like, take your phone, you dramatic idiot. <laughs> so I took my phone, and as I was driving, for the first time in almost eight years that I've lived out here... Well, yeah. Um, for the first time, I drove on Mahal and Drive... A funeral procession drove by me and I've never ever once seen that out here and the reality of death became so real in that moment that I was just like oh, there's no way I could ever hurt myself like that's just crazy like first of all I've never driven by a funeral here I didn't right know people were doing them I guess <laughs> I'd never seen one out here yeah. um, and I was just like oh that's not cool. Um, so I went to like the scenic overlook and I was looking out and I looked down, it was a hill and I was like, what if I jump? And I was like, you'll be fine. It's you'll literally just roll down. It's not even that far. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you're being kind of dramatic. So there was like the logical part of me was like, right. you're being a little insane, but I did have a really massive anxiety attack and I called a friend and she was able to like calm me down. And then she spent the rest of the day with me, which was so great and helpful. Um, but yeah, it's just those moments where you're like, or those days, because it was like days and days and days yeah. where I was just like, ah, why do I keep suffering? Why do I keep being sad? Um, and I told myself after that, I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not ever gonna allow myself to have those. I don't want to be, I don't want to have joy in my life and then have that voice come in and say, hey, but it's not gonna last. Right. So whenever that voice would come in, that's when I would say, stop it. It's no, I'm happy today. And that's that's what it is yeah and um so that's what's helped me get to where i feel like i am now um because i was literally just crying yesterday and the day before um but i feel great i woke up today and i was just like i'm alive things are good life is magic and i am magic and you are magic Paige. thanks everybody listening is magic and just believe it okay it's gonna happen done everything's gonna happen 2019 is going to be a magical year for everybody. Yes. I am a witch. Oh, my God. You're and amazing. it's going to happen. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Crystal. Thank you. Y'all, how great was this episode? I've known Crystal for almost five years. So to watch someone change and evolve and grow in such a lovely way is really really cool and I guess kind of what relationships are about um whether it be an intimate or you know a friend relationship or family um always cool to watch someone go in the an upward direction um for their lives and and know 
how hard they've worked and how far they've come and how inspiring they are to me and to everybody but it's always I I find it more inspiring when it's someone that you've watched struggle and and deal with a lot of stuff and then to come out and to come up on such a, a great side and a, a great trajectory tra- tra- trajectory <laughs> um, is so cool so this episode was specifically wow close to my heart and incredibly inspiring and meant quite a great deal and so thank you so much crystal for coming and talking to me and everybody else uh such great points i think one of my favorite things is when she called everybody their own fire festival if you don't know what the fire festival is there's plenty of documentaries on next netflix and hulu to check out and so true and put a lot of things into perspective for me I, as silly as it is i've done a lot of of thinking and and just kind of how i uh, navigate my life and I thought that was a cool perspective to uh, to to have and to, to look at things through so I hope that you got a great deal out of this and I hope that you are uh, onward and upwards no matter how difficult it is because it is um, we we all have numerous bad days and, and that doesn't get to dict- that doesn't dictate the rest of my week it do- also moments don't get to dictate the rest of my day um sorry if i'm not you know condoning or uh, not condoning <laughs> um trying to belittle anybody else's feelings or experiences i'm just this is this is what i'm trying to tell myself um and and i am trying to love myself more and i hope that you are too i got up today and said i love you Paige. so you get up today or tomorrow or the next day and tell yourself you you love you i love you i love you and i love you because why not um thank you so much for listening as always we are at greetings from depression on instagram and facebook go like us go to itunes and subscribe and rate and review and tell your friends and tell your friends friends tell your enemies if you didn't like it and you want to punish them um, we'll take it. We'll take anything. Um, and thank you to Dunbar Dix for my mic. Thank you to Rio for my lovely uh, logo. And thank you to Dr. Talos, Dr. Turtle and Dr. Talos Answers the Door for my intro-outro music. Greatly appreciated from Free Music Archive. Um, what else do I have? What else do I have to say? I don't know. I guess that's it. Go forth. Have a good day, good week, good year, good month. Um, do all the wonderful things that make you happy. And don't compare yourself to anybody else because nobody is you and you are nobody else. I'm sorry, I'm just sharing my wisdom of, of what I'm trying to do uh, for me. So thank you again. I love you all. Okay. Okay, bye.